George O'Hyatt here, one of the pastors at Redeemer. Glad to be with you as we walk through March 18th's daily prayer through Lent. This has been and continues to be a fruitful thing, and we're glad that uh, you're joining us. We start as we always do, and Wednesdays our call to worship is this, or Thursdays our call to worship is always the same, and it's James 4.10. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Just take a minute and humble yourself before the Lord, knowing the promise at the end of it is that he will exalt us. I'm going to start with reading uh, Psalm 131. It's a song of ascent. It's from David, the king and poet. And Jesus' great, 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 great granddad. It's a beautiful psalm for us as we've humbled ourselves before the Lord. It's a continuation of it. Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Let's consider those, abide in these words, Just seek the Lord's face. Enjoy your communion with the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Let us pray together the prayer for morning prayer this day. The cross is the hope of Christians. The cross is the way of the lost. The cross is the staff of the lame. The cross is the guide of the blind. The cross is the strength of the weak. The cross is the freedom of the slaves. The cross is the water of the seeds. The cross is the consolation of the bondmen. The cross is the source of those who seek water. The cross is the cloth of the naked. We thank you, Father, for the cross. It's an ancient African hymn from the 10th century. Over a thousand years, brothers and sisters have been praying this. Praise be to God and his cross. Let's turn over to the New Testament reading, which is from Mark 13. And, well, we're getting to the point in the cross in this, pa- in this book, just a chapter away. And he's back in Jerusalem, and he goes through a, a, a bunch of different teachings uh, about abomination and desolation, about signs and wonders. Uh, he talks about this fig tree and it, it, it withering. Um, 
and so everybody's basically asking, so when, when's this coming about? And there's an allusion both to the cross and the resurrection, but also his final judgment, his final reign over the world. And Jesus says this to those around him, but concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. He says, I don't even know this. So he says, be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work and commands, the go- and, and then commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the cock crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Sometimes I read this and I think, well, staying awake, oh, well, the reason he's staying awake is so that the mean old master won't come come back and beat him up. But that's just me reading way too much into that text. We're staying awake to, to do God's business in the meantime when we don't know when this day is. And the fact that we're to be on guard and ready is actually a wonderful call to have your eyes wide open all the time, looking around to see uh, what, what is Jesus is doing on earth while he's still in heaven now, what the Spirit, how he's working, what the Father would command in these times. And so this is a wonderful gift to us, to, to stay awake to be ready. There's a great um, um, illustration of St. Francis of Assisi, who was asked at one point while he was hoeing in the garden, what would you do if Jesus came back right now? And he answered, I'd finish hoeing my garden. And I think that's got to be a guy who's woke, right? He's, he's awake to the reality that what he's doing right now even though it seems mundane, is eternal and purposeful in the kingdom. And he had such a clear conscience about that, that he knew he was doing that and doing the Father's will, even when he was hoeing a garden. Oh, that we would be more like that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do thank you that you, um, that you keep us, that you keep us in a place where we can be like a weaned child, but then you also ask us to stand guard and be ready for all that you're doing in the world. We thank you for that dual privilege of resting in you, but also working really hard with soft hearts for you. We thank you. We really do thank you that we don't know. If we did, if I did, I'd probably procrastinate. I'd wait till it's about time, and then I'd get ready. Thank you that you say that every day is a day for readying to see the kingdom expand, for the beauty of it to go forth. Help us this day to abide in that truth. Amen. And our benediction for this day is, as it has been, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, on all Thursdays. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. 
Amen. Great being with you today, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for spending this time with us as we learn from Jesus how to pray together. For more information about Redeemer Presbyterian Church, please visit us at RedeemerWS.org.